guys, how you doing? Welcome back to Vicarious Competition. A little bit of a historic episode here. This is going to be the first um, re-recorded episode. Uh, we had our uh, first file corruption. So uh, a little bit of a late upload. Apologies for that. But after this one, we're just going to keep moving forward. This episode, we're going to do a faction, uh, kind of faction overview of the Martian Menace. So we are going to be focusing on uh, destroyers just because that's what I play. Uh, you know, and, and that's what I know best, but you know, we'll mix in little protector stuff here and there uh, as we can. So the Martian Menace is kind of a special faction for me because that is what initially got me into Monster Apocalypse. The game came out, I think, in late 2018. Deimos 9 was the Triwalker for the Martian Menace, came out uh, February, I believe. Remember, I picked them up at Captain Con 2019, I think, and that was the first Monster Apocalypse model that I bought. I uh, just love the aesthetic, love the, the Warwalker-looking guy, um, you know, and overall really, really happy with it. So uh, the, the faction is definitely a finesse faction, I would say. Uh, it's not overly powerful. They have a lot of kind of rules that subvert the norms, you could say. And, and it's, a, it's a relatively higher skill cap faction, you know, because you're going to need uh, a pretty strong depth of knowledge in order to make the most out of them. You can go mono faction with uh, the Martian Menace. Uh, as far as, you know, monsters, again, this is going to be a recurring theme. Mono faction is exclusive to monsters. I don't think it's not really possible. I mean, everything, anything's possible, but it's not recommended to do mono uh, faction with units also you know it's just um it is what it is so um but you could do uh so let's, let's look at the monsters themselves uh we can start with aries mothership she is the premier support monster she's very fast she has screen clearing in her alpha form through abduct which is very unique and important so you've got that one to you know help add to you know and that's kind of where the finesse comes from when i say finesse monsters or, or a finesse faction aries mothership is a really good example she does not have access to super damage or additional damage she does not have access to additional power dice generation what she helps you with is positioning uh, speed you know that sort of thing um mary's is Hyperform is a little maligned. Uh, I've found some use to it. Uh, I, I like to use she, uh, the big rule that she does is hand out um, hit and run to the range attacks of models in the faction. So what I like to do is include a, one or two hunters in my list and use the, the hit and run to actually move forward. So the, the hunters are, are a ranged unit with a penetrator ability. So it lets them kind of snipe units off of power nodes. And then the hit and run, the name kind of implies that you would run away with it, but you can actually use it to advance forward and overtake the node that you just uh, cleared off. So that's kind of what I like to do with the, the Ares Mothership. Deimos 9 is a little bit of a simpler monster. He's kind of one of the, the original ones, but uh, he has an extremely powerful rule in the grappler ability. So grappler makes it so that you enemy models, monsters, and units cannot advance over top of the model with grappler and anything that they're touching so that includes buildings units everything uh, so it's kind of like his little squid arms are 
you know, doing gribbly grabby stuff and, and pulling people down. So the grappler is an incredible defensive ability that uh, implies you know, huge restrictions onto your opponent's movement. So you know, allows for a lot you know, more aggressive positioning, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, but again, no access. Uh, he's, he's got Power Gorge on his blast. So I guess technically he has access to additional Power Dice generation, but that ability comes up so infrequently. You know, but the, the positioning advantage you get from Grappler is very significant, you know, and, and should be, you know, is worth considering. And in his Hyper form, he does have access to Lightning Attack. Lightning Attack is just generally good. Uh, it gives you an extra, it helps with screen clearing. Uh, and Lightning Attack Fling, uh, he has Fling on his Brawl, so that's uh, kind of icing on the cake on that one. So all things worth considering. The final monster is Tharsis 5. We'll do a deep dive on Tharsis just because they deserve it. Uh, this monster is super, super neat. Uh, probably one of the stronger monsters right now. You know, you S tier or whatever. Tharsis 5 is extremely strong, and the reason being is that has brings repair into destroyers, which they don't have otherwise. So repair being an extremely powerful ability as is bringing it into destroyers and putting it on a monster card. Uh, as of right now, the even protectors do not have repair on a monster card. So that's very significant for this faction and <clears throat> gives repair to, to ground units. So what this translates to and why this ability is strong is that you can do plays like, um, you can rebuild the city as you're rampaging through it. So with a monster like Tharsis, doesn't have access to additional damage. You know, there is no super damage on Tharsis, but what you might do is bring a lot of incombustible buildings, such as the Tokyo Triumph Tower. And the Tokyo Triumph is, ability that, or is a building that will deal additional damage because of the Spire, so it still does three damage if you throw a monster into it, but it leaves a rubble and the restrictions on the repair ability require rubble. You can't repair um, a debris tile that is still on fire. You can't repair a hazard tile. So if you bring these three damage buildings and fill the board with rubble, it helps with your mid to late game because Tharsis can be repairing rubble tiles and then immediately throwing or slamming monsters into it. It's a really, really strong, uh, you know, kind of mechanic or, or way of interacting on that one. So huge fan of Tharsis for that reason, uh, and and that you know kind of goes to show you the kind of subtle power that the Martian Menace brings. In Hyper, this, this gets armored, beat back some additional stuff. Again, we'll go over Tharsis more on the deep dive. We'll also be doing deep dives on on all the the monsters for that one. So, what else can we say about the Martian Menace? All of the monsters are mechanical. So if you're thinking about playing Martian Menace, you probably want to pick up a couple of the power plants. The power plants have an ability that if they get brawled by a mechanical monster, they can heal them a point. There's not a lot of healing in the game. Truthfully, it doesn't come up super often, even when you have the buildings for it. Deimos 9 will, often, will sometimes use the brawl attack, lightning attack, the additional brawl that you get to just munch on a building and get that extra point of damage to kind of help with the swing. So you can consider that one, but otherwise it's, uh, you know, relatively 
it's a corner case thing, but it's nice to have. You know, sometimes that extra point heal healed point of damage can really swing things. The we could talk about the building. The Martian command post it was for a long time one of my favorite buildings. Uh, I think it's extremely strong because of the action dice refund. So the the Martian command post or the Martian outpost. Martian outpost. I think it's the Martian outpost. When you spend two or more red dice on your monster turn, it allows you, or no, monster or unit. Uh, there's, we'll get to that later. But when you spend two or more power dice on an attack, you get one back. So what this does is it allows you to stretch your power generation a little bit farther, independent of, it doesn't require you to hit buildings or units or anything. So if you're starting, you know, the easy examples, if you're starting with 10 power dice, you can spend five and then still have a six, you know, power dice left, or you can spend six and then still have five, you know, whatever. However you want to look at it, it lets you stretch power dice independent of the board state, which I think is really, really strong. All of the faction buildings also give you a discount to your, uh, what do you call it? Discount to your, that faction's units. So that's also an important uh, consideration. So a simple building, but nice to have in your back line. I always recommend when you're list building uh, to have one dice that, uh, or one building that helps with your power dice production anyway. So this is just one method of doing that. Uh, and the final of the overview, uh, we can talk about the units really fast uh, in this. The saucer and power pod are staple units in the Destroyers faction. So you're gonna wanna run with them in just about every single destroyers list. If you're not bringing a saucer and a power pod, uh, you need to, you know, there, there's gotta be like a really good reason why you're not bringing it. The reason is it gives you spawn efficiency because, you know, there's a limited number of spaces where you can spawn uh, your units. So the, the cargo ability on the saucer drops a power pod in and then you just move the power pod onto a power node, you get a bonus red dice. This ability does stack with the construction yard asset um, resource extractor, so you could potentially, you know, your opponent's going to target it, but you could potentially have a single power node producing three uh, power dice each turn. So that's a staple in all lists, uh, really kind of classic of the Martian Menace. And then you also have the abductability on the saucer. So here again, we have these kind of finesse un units, finesse abilities. The saucer has no attacks, but uh, it can essentially remove from play anything with uh, you know two defense or less using the abduct so which also circumvents some abilities that trigger on destroyed so that's an important distinction uh, also is that you know you can use that rfp to get around things um what's an easy example a good example is the the Moloch Berserker has riled, so if you damage it, you give your opponent a power dice, but if you remove it from play, then you don't have to worry about that. The Harvester is kind of like an advanced saucer. That's the two cost uh, model. It does have a brawl attack with the, the brawl attack has the manufacturer ability, so you can introduce additional Martian units that way. And it has an abduct three with a matrix, another ability that increases the abduct of models nearby. So that is a you know good use of those types of resources. Um, lets you kind of get some unit efficiency, gives you an even stronger abduct. 
And if you bring two of the harvesters, that ability will actually stack on top of each other. It doesn't apply to itself, but it can apply to other harvesters. You have the vanguards. The vanguards are definitely one of the weaker flying units in the destroyer's faction. So there's they're not a whole lot to them um, other than if you like the Martian aesthetic. Their defense one. They are fast, but in most situations you're going to want squixes instead. The squix is a Lords of Cthulhu unit with disruption. So unless you have a very specific plan to use the guns that the vanguards bring with the disintegrate rule to vaporize buildings and remove foundations from the map, you're not going to see a lot of vanguards uh, in play. Same thing with the hunters. They're just not accurate enough even with penetrator uh, there's no way right now to mitigate cover in the game and the hunters are going to have a hard time finding their marks uh, you know where you want them to the last unit is the reapers we can talk about these guys are really nice they're not obviously as good as the assault apes uh, from the protector side assault apes have the the ability common ability here is the power hitter so it allows you to spend power dice on your unit turn um, which is a very unique ability and very strong ability because otherwise units don't have access to power dice which are the red ones i like these uh the reapers a lot versus blast attacks they have the force field so they're uh like a pseudo defense four their defense three up to four versus blast destroyers intentionally have less um lower defense than protectors they don't give us access to a lot of defense four models so uh, you know, having that extra bump is really nice, and these things synergize extremely well with Tharsis, you know, because these are the ones you're going to be using primarily to repair on your unit turns. So it's just a solid unit uh, overall. Uh, has all terrain, speed 5, which is a little slow, but, you know, it's, it's good enough. Um, but I like these models a lot. The models look sweet, the rules are good. Uh, this is a, a really solid kind of backline, secure your buildings unit. So the Martians, if you're going pure Martians, uh, mostly because of Tharsis, you know, lets you play a little bit of a city defense game, you know, a more defensive game on the destroyer side, which is always nice to see, you know, variations in play. And, um, you know, that's something that the Martians can bring. They pair really well with everyone because of their utilitarian nature. And, um, yeah, so it's a faction I like a lot. Um, hope you guys, you know, there's not a bad buy in this faction, so, uh, you know, you can definitely try them out and see what you think. So these faction overviews are push the, the time limit a little bit. You know, we're now sitting right about 15 minutes. So th these will be the longest episodes, so don't worry about that, guys. We're, we're going to keep them short. Otherwise, uh, later on, we're going to do some deep dives. We'll look at each monster individually, and then we'll move on to the next faction. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Thank <laughs> you.